Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everybody, I'm Rachel Bonetta. And I'm Rechna Frookbaum. And this is Hall of Shame. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Rachna. So we've had ourselves quite a week in this country and as a result in sports. Holy moly. Yeah. So today, um, in lieu of one of our normal stories, Mm -hmm. we are going to interview Elizabeth Williams, center and forward for the Atlanta Dream on the pod. I'm very excited about this. I will tell her eventually, but... My number one dream when I was growing up is to play in the WNBA. Unfortunately, it hasn't happened yet. That dream hasn't set sail completely. I can't wait till you like hint, like, can you invite me to the Wubble? You know, it could happen. We could get there. Yeah. But we're big fans. We're so excited. Yes, huge fans. Elizabeth has been obviously just an awesome player, but has also been at the forefront of the Black Lives Matter movement and just activism in general and using her platform in really productive and awesome ways that are important for all of us. So The um, WNBA just seems to be, <laughs> this is going to be a terrible pun, on the ball all the time with this stuff. <laughs> like they're always ahead of the curve. They they're are. the first ones doing stuff. They're the first ones yeah. kneeling. They were doing it before it got all this publicity. And they continue to do it when they don't get as much publicity yeah. as like the NBA, which I think is awesome. They're not doing it for the Instagram mm-hmm. post. They're doing it for the real should we talk about Rachel? Like before we uh, talk with Elizabeth, yeah. should we talk about what is going on? Because all across the board, the WNBA for sure, but across the board in sports, it's been wild. People have been stepping up. Okay, let's just talk about Wednesday for a sec. So I okay. work at FS1, which is a sports network, and we obviously talk about sports. So when sports stop, we're like, oh my God, what is going on? <laughs> in exactly. A panic. And I remember I texted you when the Bucks didn't come out on the court. And I was just like, holy shit. And it was just like a domino effect. And it reminded me, I've heard this on Twitter. It reminded me of coronavirus, like how it was the NBA was kind of leading the charge and like everyone stopping down there. It was happening again. Yeah. I just want to say that the WNBA and the NBA are like two of our great institutions in a country where a lot of institutions are failing right now. And we are so lucky for them. I tweeted this out. I was just like, I'm so proud to be a fan of basketball because these athletes are the only ones doing anything right now, it feels like. They're doing the work, and it's yeah. so awesome. And our leaders should follow suit because they are actually our leaders. Yeah. I think we were just talking about this, too. This has got to be the biggest strike, strike, which is important to say, in all of sports ever. Yeah. Stop calling it a boycott, y'all. It's a strike. Yeah, but this has got to be the biggest strike. Just, let's just go through it and and talk of, like numbers wise, just so that you could like really sure. grasp the scope of things. So on this is like I think Wednesday alone, and maybe a couple of days after we're recording this on Friday, and this episode will come out on Monday. So we don't know what's gonna you know unfold over the weekend, but so far this is what we know: WNBA canceled their three games on Wednesday. The NBA, we know a bunch of games got canceled. They still haven't played. I think they're going to resume this weekend. Uh, MLS postponed five matches. MLB postponed five games. The NHL called off a playoff game. 
Stanley Cup's right around the corner. Like when the NHL is up in here. That's basically all white <laughs> this people. This is a big deal. So good for the NHL. Yeah. Tennis, Naomi Osaka said she would not play her Thursday final in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. Which is awesome. What is also awesome is like it's not just regular season play for a lot of these people. It's like you're in the playoffs. These games are important. The freaking Stanley Cup final is happening soon. Tennis with Naomi Osaka. Bunch of games were postponed. NFL – over 10 teams canceled practice on Thursday in response to the murder of Jacob Blake. And I just learned in Cleveland, all three major sports teams, Cavs, Browns, and Indians, ownership is meeting to talk about what they can do in real That's and great. proactive ways to address social injustice. But I think what is different this time around with all of these players and all of these leagues is like they're taking the night off. They're actually coming to the table and having conversations and then changes are happening. Plans are being made, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, what we want to talk about is like there's the performative side of it and then there's the truth, which Elizabeth will speak to better Mm -hmm. than we ever could. But the night off is symbolic, but there's real work coming out of that time off. That's going to matter. Yeah. I mean, so far, I mean, we only know so much because it only happened a couple of days ago, but the NBA, I think, has put in a plan to have polling stations in their arenas, I think, across the country. Incredible. Which is amazing. Yeah. I think it's just the beginning of a lot of amazing things. And I think a lot of it will be centered around voting and an election that just feels deeply important. And not just on the national level, on the very local level, we are all seeing the impact of electing officials that truly represent what their constituents need. Yeah, coming up, you know, we've got debates. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Then we've got the election in November. So it's and like mail-in voting in October. So, you know, we're not anywhere close to being done, but it's so important that this stuff is happening right now. Absolutely. And I think in the way, I think we all need to pause in moments and take stock Mm -hmm. and then re-energize and get to work. So take a hint from these teams. And these leagues and follow suit. Yeah. Well, guys, we're so excited because we're about to talk to Elizabeth Williams. She's incredible. She's an incredible player. She's an incredible activist. And I'm excited we get a chance to do this. Yeah, I was a little nervous. I know. Me too. She's cool. She's like very cool. She's very cool, you guys. (laughs) She's very cool. Why are we whispering? She's not here. And she's so talented. (laughs) Before we get to the interview, let's take a quick break. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Theragun. Rechna and I are obsessed with Theragun. I use it every single night as long as it's free to use because my boyfriend keeps on stealing it. That's how much love we have for this product in our household. You know, I'm sure a lot of people talk about Theragun because they're like working out a lot and they're sore from working their muscles, but I've just been sore from kind of laying about And that is why I use Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power, and now is as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Ooh, soothing. The all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet, you will wonder if it is on. It will soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. With an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. 
Starting at only $199, go to theragun.com slash shame right now and get your Gen 4 at Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash shame, theragun.com slash shame. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Felix Gray. Are you perhaps experiencing eye strain? Eye strain can be caused by bright screens in a dark room, watching TV or working on a computer in bed at night, or really any excessive amount of screen time. And I think it's safe to say we are all experiencing excessive amounts of screen time right now. And exposure to blue light at night can lower the production of melatonin, the hormone that regulates sleep. There are a lot of blue light glasses on the market, but they are not all created equal. Many blue light glasses don't filter enough blue light, especially in the range that matters. Screens actually produce most blue light at a certain point in the spectrum, about 455 nanometers. I'm a scientist, I know these things. Most clear blue light lenses only filter about two to 3% in that range. Felix Gray, however, uses a proprietary filtering technology to filter 15 times more blue light in the same range. These glasses filter out 90% of blue light in the most damaging range and eliminates 99% of glare through a proprietary industry-leading lens technology only available with Felix Gray. Felix Gray frames are hand-finished from durable, super lightweight Italian acetate. Order online. They look great. I've already looked through all of these glasses. They are super cute, and glasses ship directly to you with hard case and lens cloth included. Try them for 30 days risk-free. If your screens aren't easier on the eyes, send them back for a full refund. Go to felixgrayglasses.com shame for the absolute best quality blue light filtering glasses on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com shame. Shipping and returns are totally free at Felix Gray. felixgrayglasses.com shame. Hall of Shame is brought to you by the one, the only, Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers is on a mission to reinvent your medicine cabinet with clean remedies that actually work. Their flagship product, Propolis Throat Spray, is your daily defense when it comes to supporting your immune health and soothing sore and scratchy throats. Never heard of Propolis before? Well, it is a powerful, antioxidant-rich bee product with medicinal use dating back to 300 BC. I'll tell you a quick story. I just got my gallbladder out. I had to be intubated. My throat is a mess when I wake up. It's sore, it's scratchy, it's dry. They, I think they even cut it a little bit, which is intense. I literally put this in my hospital bag. I put this throat spray in my hospital bag because I knew I was gonna use it, and boy, did I. I've used it every single night. I think since they've sent it to me, this is the number one thing in my medicine cabinet that I actually use. If you don't know what propolis is, it's not, it's not honey. Propolis is made and used by bees to defend their hive from germs. It is the hive's immune system. You can also get the Beelix or Brain Fuel, which Retina and I absolutely love. I don't love drinking coffee, gets me jittery, gets me anxious, so I take Beelix or Brain Fuel. You take a shot first thing in the morning, or maybe before an important Zoom call, and you beat your brain fog, which I have a lot of. You find your flow, and boom, you're on your A-game without caffeine or sugar. We could all use more daily defense right now and Propolis Throat Spray is a game changer. It's time to give your medicine cabinet an upgrade with Beekeepers Naturals. To save 15% on your first order, go to beekeepersnaturals.com shame. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash shame to get 15% off. Meet your new medicine cabinet with Beekeepers Naturals. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We 
are here with the Atlanta Dreams, Elizabeth Williams, and we have had a development here. The players initially thought they would play tonight, but they have changed their mind, and Elizabeth Williams would like to read this statement. After speaking with representatives from teams playing tonight, as well as our WNBPA leadership, the consensus is to not play in tonight's slate of games and to kneel, lock arms, and raise fists during the national anthem. We stand in solidarity with our brothers in the NBA and will continue this conversation with our brothers and sisters across all leagues and look to take collective action. What we have seen over the last few months and most recently with the brutal police shooting of Jacob Blake is overwhelming. And while we hurt for Jacob and his community, we also have an opportunity to keep the focus on the issues and demand change. So today we're going to be interviewing Elizabeth Williams, who's center forward for the Atlanta Dream. She is an awesome player, so good, and also has been at the forefront of the Black Lives Matter movement in the league and just like a true activist. We are honored that she has graced us with her presence. Truly. Hi. Hello. All right. So (laughs) Elizabeth Williams, thank you so much for joining us. We're so appreciative. I know it's an insane time. Before we even start talking about stuff, how are you doing? How's life in the bubble? I know everyone's mental health is in a different place. And that's outside the bubble. So I can just imagine. Let alone in the bubble where no friends, no family. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm better, I think. Uh, we were fortunate, honestly, to have today or yesterday as like a day to reflect and kind of refresh our mindset. So I tried to use it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was pretty busy during that day, but at least later at night, got to hang out with one of my best friends who's uh. who plays on another team. Oh, that's nice. We played some video games, just like switched it up, ordered some takeout, like yeah. smart, chill, so. yeah, necessary, yeah. important, nice. exactly. So yeah. this episode's going to be coming out on Monday. The last week on Wednesday, your team, Atlanta Dream, decided not to play basketball in protest. I'm sure Wednesday was a crazy day sports-wise. All these headlines were like flooding in. Everything stopped down. What was that day like for you? How did you guys come to that conclusion? Just like walk us through. Yeah. Um, actually, the day started out normal in the sense like it started as a normal game day. So we still got to the arena on time. And it was around that time that we got to the arena that the Bucks had announced that they weren't playing. Mm-hmm. And so th- the question started coming up about what we were going to do. And I think at that point, the Mystics hadn't arrived yet, but apparently on the bus, they were talking about what they wanted to do. And so when we, when they got to the arena, we actually, both teams went out on the court, um, all the players, uh, the coaches, but initially it was just players kind of having a conversation about, what we wanted to do for that night. Mm-hmm. Like um, they already came in wearing Jacob Blake shirts. Uh, they already had, their shirts had uh, like seven bullet yeah. holes in the back and then spelling out Jacob Blake on the front. So um, regardless of if we chose to play or not, they were going to make their statement. And because we were the first game, we were kind of like kind of spearheading yeah. what sure. the league was going to do because anything that we decided on doing the way our league operates, the way our players operate, we do it together. Uh, Because women are awesome. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And so after those conversations, um, eventually we decided that today was just not a, or 
whatever day that was, was not a day to play basketball. Yeah. And that was the decision we made. Were your coaches and everyone, were they just like, leave, we're leaving it up to you guys, whatever you feel is right. Were they super supportive? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously they, they said their piece, but at the end of the day, they're like, this has, this is a player led league. It's been like that for, for a number of years now. So um, whatever decision you make, like we've got your back. And that was that. I love that. So I know this is this is like a, an intense question, but you know, you guys took the night off on Wednesday. I'm sure you had m- many conversations. You know, you 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 just said you got the chance to like chill and hang out with your best friend and just like reset. So going forward, what kinds of things do you guys want to see happen? What are your goals as a team when it comes to, you know, everything going on? Well, for us, it was. It's also like important to know that we have been doing the work since we started the bubble. Like we established a social justice council in June. Um, We've been having conversations with Professor Kimberly Crenshaw of the African American Policy Forum, like while we're playing games. So for us, it's like, it was a chance to kind of re-energize and remind ourselves why we do this work. Um, A big thing we talked about yesterday and shared a lot of posts about was voter registration, making sure people are actually registered to vote so that they can vote. Um, That's awesome. Because we've seen voter suppression. We've Mm -hmm. seen registrations be purged. A lot of times people would check their registration and be like, hey, I thought I was registered and and who knows what these governments do. So um, no, totally. And how important these local (laughs) elections are, like the sheriff in Kenosha, we got to vote him out. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right, right. There's so many, so many of these officials that we're trying to get in communication with to make these changes are in positions that were elected, you know, so Absolutely. making sure that that local communities understand that and understand what, what voting for a district attorney looks like, um, what voting for sheriffs looks like, like all these levels to this. And so for us in the W, we're just committed. We're just recommitted to doing that work now. That's awesome. Well, we were just talking before you got on about how the WNBA is such a leader in activism, like mm-hmm. for years, you know, and even though it's all coming mm-hmm. out now, you've been doing it. And particularly this year, you guys were in the news earlier because one of your owners is Georgia Senator Kelly Loeffler, and she has not been a positive supporter of Black Lives Matter. She has not been a team player. Problematic in many, many ways. Perhaps was involved in insider trading, but we'll talk about that another time. But we, you guys, we know, had, had in protest of her, had worn shirts supporting her opponent in her race in Georgia, the Reverend Raphael Warnock. And I just, I, we loved it. We were so excited about it when it happened. And I just want, we were sort of wondering, like, have you had conversations with her? Do you have any interest in engaging with her? Do you feel like you'd like her to step down in terms of ownership? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we've come to understand as players that, you know, when it comes to her ownership, like that, that burden's on the league. You know, mm-hmm. our job is to go out there and play and we represent each other. We represent Atlanta um, and that's that. And so whatever decision decision is made from an ownership standpoint, we can only do and say so much. And so that's why we wanted to be strategic and say, well, she's also a senator. So mm-hmm. what can we say or do um, to, again, support Black Lives Matter, support, have people, have elected officials in office that um, reflect what we want to see in society. And so we were fortunate to 
actually have conversations with Reverend Warnock, be able to vet him, um, talk to Stacey Abrams and people that know politics a little better. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously we don't, we're not politicians. Yes, right. Like we don't know how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just wanted to be strategic in how we move forward. And it was really awesome that it wasn't only our team, right? It was the entire league wearing these shirts. Yeah, so good. Hell yeah. So. That's so awesome. Just for a little bit of context, if people like missed this, um, Kelly Loeffler said uh, about the Black Lives Matter movement, it was based on Marxist principles. It could destroy the country, that the league's association with the movement may cause others to feel excluded. What I love about what you guys did was like, I feel like you put yourself in a position like we're not just players. Like, we are the reason that this league happens. So just like you said, like it falls on the league. I think that that's just so awesome that you could, that you guys did that. I feel like the WNBA and in, and in many ways, just like professional female athletes have been Mm -hmm. ahead of the curve when it comes to like important moments in history. And I'm so curious to see why you think that is. I think for the WNBA specifically, I mean, we're a league of like 80% black women. And a lot of times you see the black woman doing the work and not necessarily always getting the credit, but it's just kind of like built into us. Like we got to do the work Mm -hmm. and however, however visible it is, we're going to do the work. And in coming into the season, the players that opted into playing basically said, wow, this is a unique opportunity where we will be visible. You know, we're having all of our games on TV, which during a normal season just doesn't happen. But because there aren't live sports, it's like, what an awesome time to have this massive platform and continue the work that we've been doing and be visible on a huge stage. Um, and I think for us, when we're, we're the minority in the real world, mm-hmm. where this is our time to just continue that work, it's just kind of mm-hmm. ingrained. I'm like deeply impressed and moved and just inspired by it. So thank you because it's helped me. I think not only are you giving voice to it, but you're giving real active ways that we can all make a difference and showing, leading the way and showing us what we can all do. And it's just really like, I'm, I hope in the small time you've taken to pause that you're (laughs) pausing on how inspiring it is because it really, it makes a difference. Yeah. I used to want to be a WNBA player when I was growing up and now more than ever, (laughs) that is why. You're like, please, please (laughs) call me up, Elizabeth. I'm ready. (laughs) All five, three of me is here for you. (laughs) Based off of what you were just saying, I was just thinking lately I've been noticing that more than ever people are talking about the WNBA You know, I'm seeing on ESPN first take, there's, you know, commercials promoting the games. Like, I feel like that's happening for the first time, like you said, maybe ever. Mm -hmm. Do you Mm -hmm. feel within the league, like it's growing and more people are paying attention? And is that excitement kind of around you right now? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, I, I think it started early in the year, you know, we negotiated for this new CBA, um, our union along with the league. So that was like the first step in, in us moving forward, whether it be in how we're marketed um, and salaries and the entire player experience. And so from that moving forward into negotiating for what the wobble was going to look like, mm-hmm. like we've had this momentum and I think other people are, are starting to see that momentum. And so it's like the combination of this awesome level of play with players that are excited to play with also 
being excited to focus on social justice. It's like all these things coming together have, have just made us like just out there, which is awesome. Yeah. It's <laughs> the best. And like, if you haven't caught a game, they are so very fun, good. Yeah. The level of play is just extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many like dumb trolls online being like, what, what, like, what does this solve? <laughs> what is like taking a night off solve? It's, it's so stupid. I mean, but just like you said, more people are watching, more people are listening now than ever before. Mm-hmm. And we're having these conversations. Mm-hmm. That's what like this entire year has been all about is like education and having these conversations. And that's mm-hmm. the difference. That's what you guys are doing. Absolutely. Elizabeth, I'm, I'm curious to see what your opinion on is what do you think the role of athletes and activism should be moving forward? I mean, the last few years we've had obviously like Colin Kaepernick, the WNBA has been outspoken. Mm-hmm. What do you think it should look like moving forward? Should it be more? Should it be less? Where do you stand? I think it's important to distinguish between activism and organizing um, because I think you're starting to see more of like performative activism where mm-hmm. People are kneeling, but they're just kneeling to kneel. Like, imagine if you have to think about the backlash Kaepernick got for kneeling. Like, that was such a huge thing. And then he also had his Know Your Rights camp, and he also had the actions behind it. So I think moving forward, it's important for people to understand, along with the protests and the kneeling and the shirts, there has to be, you know, work on the ground. There has to be communication with local organizations. There has to be you know, communicating with these families that have lost someone and what does that look like and and understanding that these families are paying their funeral costs, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there there's so many layers to this. Yeah. So I think it's an important distinguish to distinguish moving forward with a lot of not just athletes, but any groups that are starting to support Black Lives Matter, like knowing the actionable steps that, that go along with their activism. Mm-hmm. Is there any, I mean, you guys are doing so much. Is there anything for, you know, people like us who are living outside of the bubble, like some of those actionable steps that that you would like to share? I think contacting local officials and putting pressure on them, whether that looks like more accountability for police officers, um, understanding what, uh, what your local laws look like, I think that's an actionable step. I think a lot of people... Um, don't realize the certain things that are allowed or legal and, and um, understanding microaggressions. So just educating yourself. I think that's, that's a big step that people can take. Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Get back to the wobble. <laughs> I love that you guys call it the wobble too. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. The woman's bubble. Wobble. It makes sense. The wobble. Love it. It sounds it sounds yeah. way more fun than the bubble, to be honest. <laughs> it does. I'd rather be in a wobble any day. <laughs> For sure. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Elizabeth. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Bye. We encourage everyone to go and register to vote now, today. If you truly believe that Black Lives Matter, then vote. Go and complete the 2020 census now. Don't wait. If we wait, we don't make change. It matters. Your voice matters. Your vote matters. Big thank you to Elizabeth Williams for joining us today. That was such an awesome conversation. So happy that she could hop on this podcast. I know it's a little bit different, but Rachel and I felt like it was really important to just like stop down and have these conversations that I think everyone needs to be having. Agreed. So how you can help Jacob Blake and his family donate to the Milwaukee Freedom Fund, which is assisting protesters in Kenosha. And here's the official GoFundMe for Jacob Blake and his family. They're going to need as much support as possible, so please donate and share. It's www.gofundme.com 
slash justice for Jacob Blake. Hall of Shame is a product of Crooked Media. The show is produced by Caroline Reston and Allison Falzetta. Our executive producers are Sarah Geismer and Stephen Hoffman. Engineering and sound design by Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis. Our theme music is by Taka Yasuzawa. Thank you to Sydney Rapp and Brian Semmel for production support every week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.